Alright, just picture this. You are in some sort of artsy club or cafe. You know, the ones with yellow lighting and generic Bob Marley posters. And then I step in wearing this psychedelic kurta shirt with my hair long like Imtiaz Ali. And after that, I come on stage with this diary in my hand with uh, maybe Buddhist symbols on it. And then I start off with my generic offensive appropriation slam poem. I say something like, I feel oppressed, I feel depressed, I feel like a woman, a Dalit, someone gay, while in reality I'm a straight upper caste Hindu male. Am I appropriating all this to show a struggle I never had, for I didn't have that much struggle. I have my issues but in the end I'm a comfortable muggle. And like the poet, I don't wish to hijack anyone's voice, but artists and poets seem to have limited choice. If in any case, I don't want to perform something emotional, not many would snap. For actual struggle and emotions and oppression have become a high-end demand commodity, finally romanticized, capitalized and packed. And the privileged audience, we consume this oppression, romanticize it further with our words of sympathy. We feel like better people that way, thinking we can sympathize over an Instagram post, over a sympathetic poem, and then go back to our escapist capitalist fantasies for the rest of the day. But I guess I'm overthinking. Maybe this is normal. Maybe this is life. Maybe this is what happens when we make one person's entertainment out of another person's strife. Yeah, that was a poem on appropriating oppression. Welcome to Snap Snap, the pretentious poetry podcast. But before that, let's have a few snaps, eh? Hello, Namaste, Adab. I'm Shankar, a college student. And I'm Thapa, Shorya Thapa, another college student. And this is Snap Snap, a podcast rant session or just an observational trip for various things about the college-going generation with some poetry in between. Yeah, we talk about various matters with random poetry-filled interludes for some reason. Talking about various matters like is death romanticized by teens or are memes a form of social commentary, that sort of stuff. Although we'll cover that in the future episodes. Ooh, that's only if we have the motivation to continue this podcast. Well, yeah, that's there. That's the thing most of us artsy students do these days, I think. We want to do everything, especially after this, you know, whole quarantine phase. We want to write a novel, start a podcast, become a master chef, start a failed startup, upload an original song on Spotify that people aren't really going to hear, and maybe write a film screenplay that will be rejected elsewhere. In the end, we want to do so much, but then we fail and lose hope. कुछ कोप नहीं अपना. You know, back in eleventh uh, grade history book, there was a line that stood out for me. We were studying uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh from, I guess, the Mesopotamian civilization chapter, and there was a line that said, "After one heroic attempt, Gilgamesh failed." I feel that is Gen Z right now. You know, like that is our status. After one heroic attempt. Okay, we someone sounds too cynical. All right. Um, you know, you should definitely write a poem on that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I will. But uh, why is it that most of these poems these days they're all sad? They're all cynical. Yeah, even I feel that. 
I mean, um, let's say if someone performs a funny poem at a slam, it it kind of feels like stand-up comedy, right? And um, not to sound too insensitive about it, but the classic cliche in a poetry event these days is to perform something on like something sad or something that's like a social issue. See, that's my question. First of all, who even goes to poetry slams these days? Personally, feel that performance poetry, it's uh, slowly fading away. And while we have good written poets, we also have some average Instagram microfiction writers becoming superstars. You know who I mean. It's not really that much of a parameter. That's precisely why I titled today's episode as Is Poetry Dead and Have We Killed It? Nice. That's straightforward. I like it. So let's just get to the basics first. You know, what is slam poetry for you? And when did you actually get to know about it? I think it was like, you know, when we both were in 11th, 12th grade, at that time, slam poetry kind of blew up for the Indian scene, I suppose. A lot of people in the cities were doing it. And many people, especially Americans, were getting viral. But by now, I I do feel that it is kind of like fizzled out. Like I'm in college and the majority of people in the university, University of Delhi, just mock poetry. Especially Islam. It's definitely become a uh, pretentious art for many students. I'm not saying that every uh, slam poet is pretentious, but. <laughs> pretentious. I can't prove that the so called art of spoken word caused this, but there might be a relation between slam poetry and pretentiousness. I, I just feel there are too many people with too many things to say. That way, the scene does tend to become oversaturated. It does, it does tend to get a bit, a tad bit too monotonous. Like, okay, the other day, I was talking to this guy from my college. Uh, he belongs to the Nukkanatic Society, the drum shop, right? And uh, he went on to tell me how initially these street play drama societies did pick social issues and political issues to spread a message. But now, they pick such issues because they know that the seriousness of these issues is what will make them win competitions in the end. And after all, at this juncture, what have slams brought to love to really? Think about it. They're now highly invested in the personal as the political. Gender and sexuality, toxic relations, abuse, coming out stories, suicides, drugs, all of that shebang. A space where poetry would have expressed itself as a medium of self-expression is now a space where you would find only those topics that enhance your chance of winning a podium finish. So if there had to be any sort of constructive exercise in such a performing art, it is now highly material in nature. There's a word, there's a word that people use, uh, tokenistic. Tokenistic representation basically then for all these social issues. It's good that we're talking about mental health, sexuality, politics, but at one point it does get repetitive, right? I know this comes from a very uh, privileged space, but it is how it is. Today, if I ask the people in my college why they aren't into something like Poetry, everyone will say that Sare poems same like And you know, I somewhat agree, Sare poems same like that's how it has become. Now, speaking of that, you know what's another major problem with these slam artists? I say these slam artists, I mean like all of us, I say. One word, appropriation. <laughs> Appropriation, man. Like, like exactly. Like, I feel like a Dalit, a gay, even if I'm a straight Hindu male. Exactly. 
उथ all in the business of being a well established author now the same would be said for let's say a male poet appropriating the voice of a raped woman this appropriation would have nothing to do with the experience of the poet mind you rather that he simply thought he can tell her story better than herself i i really don't know if i would fully agree with that amriki mitti wala example I mean the author could justify the book as just a book of fiction and an effort to show empathy towards Latin American women maybe but I get you obviously if a Latin American woman wrote the book it would be a much more accurate account just like how we can't expect a South Delhi boy to write a rap song about I don't know hustling in the streets maybe leave appropriation that will be a very weird song to hear because we know that a South Delhi girl Londa might never actually have hustled इन अ स्ट्रीट माँ बाप के पैसे पे मस्त गेड़ी मार रहा होगा बट वॉट रियली वुड बी द स्ट्रीट फॉर एम कालका जी सो समील इन पोएट्री समाई टू साउंड लाइक द ओप्रेस्ट और जस्ट हाई जैक्स टू से दैरेटिव टूडे फॉर राइट अ पोम कम्यूनल इंटॉलरेंस दैट इज कूल एंड दैट विल बी मच नीडेड बट नो वेयर शुड आई राइट समथिंग लाइक आई फील लाइक एन ओप्रेस मुस्लिम और समथिंग वॉज इन दी एंड आई एम हिंदू विल नॉट सो मेनी इश्यूज ऑन द कम्यूनल फ्रंट राइट आई शूडेंट take away someone else's voices there's a brilliant scene in an episode from this uh, show called atlanta oh the one starring childish gambino right yeah the one starring childish gambino so basically gambino is chilling at this white anthropologist or sociologist or someone's house basically this white uh, intellectual dude that sociologist is very sympathetic to slavery and all the oppression that blacks had to go through so he has a slam poetry like performance in a party where he tries to sound like a slave and camino just has his expression like he is about to say bete tumse na ho payega yeah he, he, <laughs> so so yeah appropriation should be avoided as much as possible it's fine kabhi ek aad bar har artist se ho jata hai maybe even a great poets like silvia plath have appropriated trauma in a way you know silvia plath wrote these poems daddy and the other one was called i think uh, lady lazar lady lazarus now mind you silvia plath as we all know had her own share of physical and mental trauma her father and husband have both been abusers but now she compared her own private suffering to the annihilation of an entire race that is the jewish race and in the poem daddy she compared her cold hearted father to a nazi and she called herself a jew because well jews were scared of nazis so we can ask then that is it justified 
for a non-Jewish writer like Sylvia Plath to write a poem like that? Again, though, where do we really draw the line? Uh, maybe at that time, Sylvia Plath was like so depressed that for her, uh, her life was a total hell, and that she might have thought maybe that she's feeling what a Jew felt at a concentration camp. I don't know. I still feel that I'm treading a very thin line when I even say something like this. It is obviously appropriation, and if it offends the community that it talks about, then definitely such poetry and literature shouldn't be written at all. But then again, I am going to counter myself right now. <laughs> so you'll counter yourself next time. You conduct this podcast with yourself and Shankar versus Shankar. No, no. Okay, just hear me out on this. Now, the idea of something being appropriated has always been looked with a negative connotation, right? In a negative light. So I ask you this: How far are we ourselves correct? to exclaim that there can only be certain avenues and certain topics that only certain groups can write poems about slam poetry is a competition and as with any competition there are rules and codes of conduct as a participant of said competition one will adhere to not causing harm to somebody or purposefully appropriating someone's voice but will you still partake if the organizers tell you up front that because of your identity these are certain topics you just cannot touch that um for example only poc artists can talk about racism or only women can talk about sexism and rape culture then how does one approach this idea of policing art slams weren't and i suppose just aren't performed on the basis of telling artists what they can and what they can't do the reason why people flock to these spaces is because they can be unrestricted that they can express themselves freely uh I mean you see so many people with their coming out stories on a platform such as this and that's just one example of how we realize that verbal censorship isn't a pillar poetry can be placed upon see as i it said in my first poem we try to sympathize and romanticize the trauma that some people go through i'm not saying police you know morally police every poet but there should be an understanding right of when we cross a certain line as artists and poets might have good intentions but sometimes while being an ally they might go off on another tangent and that is uh, super weird that is simply weird do you have an example Yeah I have an example in fact this is from a mood indigo from 2 years back so mood indigo is IIT Bombay's fest right they have an annual poetry event over there and while I've never went to mood I myself some of my friends had gone 2 years back and they said that one of the winning poems was this poem on a certain tithli and cactus yeah tithli and cactus so this <laughs> this poem was supposed to be an harassment towards women obviously a very sensitive topic and the poet did feel that sexual harassment is wrong cool but in this poem he compared women to tithli you know butterflies small sensitive light creatures and men in the poem were compared to a cactus so men were equated to a prickly and hard plant and the poet that guy said that we men should not prick the wings of butterflies that are a woman so hame tithli को चुभाना नहीं चाहिए अपने कांटों से नो आई डोंट केयर हाउ दैट पोम वन सो या दैट पोम वन द कंपटीशन बट दैट पोम इज प्लेन स्टूपिड द पोम लाइक द पोर्ट डजेंट वांट वुमेन टू बी हैरास्ड 
that is good but he's busy reinforcing the stereotype that women are sensitive and men are i don't know hard instead of empathy is sympathizing so much and women don't need this guy's sympathy or be compared to freaking butterflies similarly a lot of poetry especially hindi poetry on the military it romanticizes and glorifies काफ़ी ज़्यादा स्टफ फालतू में दे स्टार्ट ऑफ अप्रेजिंग द आर्मी फॉर डूइंग द सर्विस गार्डिंग आर बॉर्डर्स एंड दैट इज़ गुड एंड आई रिस्पेक्ट दैट बट एल सडनली स्टार्ट ग्लोरीफाइंग एट सो मच दिस साउंड लाइक हमारे वीर जवान खुशी खुशी भारत माता के लिए मर गए या श्योर सम ऑफ सम आर्मी मैन आर ब्रेव एंड गेट माटा एड बट यू कैन जस्ट ग्लोरीफाई माटा एडम टू दैट एक्सटेंट राइट माई फादर वेंट टू कारगिल बैक इन नाइनटी नाइन फॉर द वॉर and i was being born in delhi by then he knew the risks over there but maybe he wasn't in a hasse hasse apne pran gawa diye wala mood he wanted to do his duty he did his duty but he also wanted to get back home with his family this whole akshay kumar routine of hyper patriotism shows that every man in uniform wants to um, get shaheed happily in poetry there seems to be so many stereotypes you know like i just gave you two right now but like there are so many the same goes i feel for mental health uh, people go around writing stuff and and we've seen this everywhere right on how people should be creative and create art if they're depressed right Th- their intention is probably good but let's face it if someone is depressed that person just really is depressed you can't just force him or her to create something if that person just doesn't want to we can't just think that are van gogh ne depressed ho ke art banaya to hum bhi depression mein artist ban jayenge that whole notion of depression creating art just becomes another stereotype and and that is a a harmful stereotype i feel yeah so stereotypes and appropriation aside people also say that performance poetry is more about performance now than poetry so i just thought about it and it doesn't seem to be that wrong though performance poetry is more about performance these days oh yeah slam poetry is is performative in nature no doubt but its performance is all about delivery at this point i feel it's like today i can characterize what could be called a slam voice you may laugh at it but it is clearly distinguished with a certain flair in how a voice goes where the tone falls flat and we all know what kind of voice that could sound and don't get me wrong i don't hate being emotive in your performance it's it's a wonderful trait but a kind of rhythmic predictability has emerged in engaging with the themes that we've been mentioning all this while and when a competition has become all about a poetry event uh, meeting the direction of michael bay meeting the flair of opera engaging in giveaways i don't suppose i'm not the only one that would get tired of something like this <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Michael Bay meeting the flair of opera. Whatever you said, I'll snap to that monologue. No, no, no! Don't speak too soon. Ah. I, I, I do want to add that what happens next is that a low-key slam is non-existent if there can be any such. I remember Hannah Gadsby's Netflix special Nanette, where she exclaimed her surprise at being introduced to Mardi Gras. you know a beautiful expression of being proud of your sexual identity in the form of fun and fanfare pomp and show. lovely lovely thing but it's what she asked next that threw her audience into a laugh when she said where do the quiet gays go 
and the fact that i mentioned the possibility of something even known as a loki slam is what this issue boils down to you know the fact isn't that no one would like to hear your story if you're a straight cisgendered white male the fact is that now always sticking into this ideal of performing only certain topics in a certain manner has made us cheat it has made us dishonest to ourselves what i feel the fact should come down to is that you don't receive a 10 on 10 because you performed about something bad that happened to you or that happened to any one of us no you deserve that 10 based on how you performed and how you delivered your craft how performative you were in the truest sense of the term and not just in being you know fidgety with your hands over a mediocre theme the fact that you didn't get that rapturous applause could just be because you were not that great of a storyteller talking about social issues is very important yes but writing or performing something is an art and any art is ideally judged on the basis of the skill in the end you can't just have like no skill and write a mediocre blank verse with an important social theme and just go up on stage and say hey just because i added the social theme i have the skills uh, that will sort of become disrespectful in the end to other poets that have come who might be you know better skilled than you and who might be bringing out their social message in a less tokenistic manner like you mentioned <laughs> you know you should judge slams you seem so like so so passionate oh, about I, it i judge people that's enough for now wow that got a bit corny thoda zyada ho gaya you know as we are talking mostly about performance poetry right now i was thinking if poetry is creating a social impact or not for poems that are mostly about social issues i don't know if poets are doing much especially especially i'm talking about english poets over here okay so i'm mostly uh talking about english poets so they can perform poems about how bad and unjust is homophobia sexism islamophobia and a set of other issues but most of these poems are being performed at events and venues which are already so to say woke enough and these venues are attended by these woke enough people educated in english so today you tell me a poem about sexism being wrong i might appreciate the poem but it might not change my world view that much because i already know and believe that sexism is wrong poetry circuit is a very a sheltered space in my opinion and it's good for people to express their views in a close comfortable circle of uh, people who share the same views but it wouldn't change many viewpoints of society and that's just sad because as i've been saying many performance poems today are about social issues so the very fact that you're writing something of social relevance it should have at least some impact right on society the slam scene in delhi at least does cater largely to a niche audience a community that does exert its force and pressure so as to who gets to perform and who gets welcomed Of course this isn't a blanket generalization of how organizations in the slam scene work uh, but you also can't ignore what we all know is bound to happen right Yeah so in that line only I was thinking of the fact that some poets who are confident enough with the poetry or who feel that they can indeed change society they should try performing beyond this niche audience Bro sabke mindsets I can't change right but let's say i got to perform something really honest in a public stage in college there can be two things now now let's say a student or a teacher or someone who doesn't subscribe to my views they hear it they hear my poem either they might get offended or say band karo ye sab or chances are they might actually think 
a little about what I said. Maybe if I write a satire on the irony that most of us North Indians eat momos and then call Northeasterners or Mongoloids, you know, chow mein, momos, Chinese and all. Imagine if at least one person in the crowd who listens to me and feels guilty, feels ashamed of having been this racist. That would have an impact. that would definitely have an impact rather than me performing a poem for a woke niche audience that already knows saying such slurs is offensive and racist to a community even if i can change one mindset in a day i'll be happy yeah i'll be honest like i sound very utopian or something but even if i can change one mindset with the poem i'm not changing the whole world with my poetry but at least i'm doing something and that's why i feel sometimes vernacular language literature can create a bigger impact like a protest song in a local language whether you love or hate uh, current student protests you can't deny that even if one person sings a protest song and rhyming narebazi in a vernacular local language the audience and the crowds will be impacted i get that i mean uh, we would analyze orwell for the dystopic times we might be living in uh, but we'll be chanting fairs out in the streets right historically too vernacular poetry has been a pretty effective tool in changing mindsets uh, but what exactly are you implying that slam poetry needs a platform that at this point is just not slam see for people who just want to overcome their stage fright and just tell the story they can they can and they should perform their pieces at slams for some it's a therapeutic experience but if poets wish to be writers of change and you know society mein badlav lana hai if they wish to change minds then definitely they should work around with different platforms they should diversify the platforms dekho corona ke baad to waise bhi social events will be on an all time low so maybe this poet should continue putting the stuff on the internet at least those who can because depending upon the shareability of a content the poems can reach many more diverse sections of the society and than just a few intellectual crowds in slams again it's a very slippery slope i'll say because internet also has several people who will be ready to get offended by your poetry and try cyberbullying you in comments or dms you know the drill but some poets can definitely try experimenting with their content on the internet rather than actual slams Oh, can I make a confession for a closing note? Yeah, it's a podcast. Go ahead. Right. So, I have never been a big fan of poetry, and okay, the people listening might just be like, "Oh, no wonder he's so biased towards it and all of that." But you know, when I've grown up with those NCRT textbooks with poetry, it just being so drab. I I don't suppose uh, like it's just me though right but at this point obviously certainly I just really don't like poetry <laughs> It's quite a confession to make for a so called pretentious poetry podcast for real dude poems tend to get like deep with everything with metaphors and similes and all those kind of literary devices uh, it's like that meme right and I know the moment I said it's like that meme everyone related to it If this teacher interprets a poem about blue curtains the teacher says the curtains are blue because the poet is you know depressed and because the blue is a color of sadness and all of that and meanwhile you see the poet screaming in this speech bubble that the curtains are blue because they are freaking blue yeah i mean 
दैट इज आर्ट दैट इज आर्ट मैन दैट्स हाउ वी इंटरप्रेट एवरीथिंग आर्ट उसने पानथू का वो कैनवस पे एंड दिल बी लाइक ओ वाओ दैट सच सोफिस्टिकेटेड एब्सट्रैक्ट आर्ट इवन आई विल कन्फेस समथिंग बिफोर यू वी लीव यू नो आई एक्चुअली डोंट नो हाउ टू स्नैप माई फिंगर्स एट ऑल आई समहाउ गुड नेवर मास्टर द आर्ट ऑफ चुटकी हो जाना आई मीन टू अ फ्यू पोट्री इवेंट्स एवरी वन स्नैप द फिंगर्स एंड आई जस्ट प्रिटेंडेड टू स्नैप जस्ट लाइक यू नो हाथ उठा के ऐसे उंगली हिला दिया Lovely, and and we've named this podcast Snap Snap. Yep, that's that has just happened. That's irony, my friend. My favorite literary device. Talking about irony, let's get to the last poem for today. It'll be on irony. Irony? The irony is that I say I don't understand poetry because it gets too deep. But if I write something about this theme. you know poetry being deep somehow i end up getting deep myself i ended up comparing poetry to life in this way you know both poetry and life are complicated in their own ways for us to find a concrete meaning out of it or maybe there's no concrete meaning in the end maybe it's all futile life art everything is futile everything doesn't have any purpose you feel me i do understand a bit and all i heard was you saying deep deep and deep this performed the poem man have to sunna to sun so this uh, poem is titled mujhe poetry nahi samajh aati theek hai main kavi nahi par ek kavita likhna chahta hu par kavita nahi aati mujhe samajh metaphor similes word play philosophy kar de de mere soch vichar ko laj na simple saral aadmi mujhe chahiye meri kavita saral क्योंकि कॉलेज में जो लोग कुर्ता पहने गुलजार बने फिरते हैं वो डीप साउंड करने में नहीं छोड़ते कोई कसर और चाहे उनकी कविता असल में हो सरल वो ऐसे हाव भाव से अपने किस्से सुनाए मन भिलाए नीले पर्दे को भी दे दे कोई अर्थ नीले पर्दे को भी दे दे कोई अर्थ भले कि वो पर्दा का नीला होना के पीछे नहीं हो कोई डीप इंटरप्रटेशन तो क्या कवि सिर्फ ड्रामेबाज है वो फेंक रहे अपनी बातें उनकी कविता क्या है वर्थ सॉरी व्यर्थ व्यर्थ उनकी कविताएं क्या है व्यर्थ पर क्या पता कवि दे रहे हमें एक झलक जिंदगी की तरफ क्योंकि जिंदगी भी तो भाई एक कविता ही तो है अनुभव करो तो लगती है पेचीदा मतलब निकालने में लगता है समय लगता है ख्याल कविता लगती अनरियलिस्टिक जिंदगी भी लगती अनरियलिस्टिक पर समझने में दोनों ही तो एक है क्योंकि आखिर में दोनों ही नहीं आते मुझे समझ चाहे कितना भी महसूस करूं जिंदगी को और पोइट्री को मेरे सोच विचार हो जाते उलझ हो जाते उलझ हो जाते उलझ समीबेस्टिंग So, all right. Um, we'll end today's episode on that achieving ideal. Next time, Snap Snap will be back for the new episode filled with discussions and random poetry sessions. Yeah, maybe we'll discuss next week if Ruby Kaur is overrated or if suicide is romanticized. Yada yada yada. See you next time. Goodbye. Keep snapping. हाँ ब्रो मतलब वैसे अभी लेट द रिकॉर्डिंग इट ओवर देन यू टीच मी स्नैपिंग